Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet her maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I call President Rita, Trump lashes out, and boy, he comes out swinging. He said there is an utter double standard with the way that he's been treated, especially when it comes to the classified documents, compared to the way President Biden has been treated. And I agree. I mean, anybody looking at it, you can see the double standard. Biden basically had documents strewn all over the eastern seaboard. Is there anybody out here who actually thinks that having documents by the engine that good old Hunter was fixing in the garage in Wilmington, that that was actually a safe place compared to President Trump keeping them at Mar-a-Lago where the Secret Service was? I don't think so. So what are your thoughts tonight about that? Everybody, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, you fathers out there, I hope you had a great Father's Day yesterday with your family. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Is there anybody out there that actually thinks that Biden shouldn't be investigated for classified documents? It seems like he has had documents all over the place. And yet to this day, we haven't heard word one from Robert Hur, who is the special counsel who's been designated by the Department of Justice. When I heard that they were actually designating somebody, I thought, oh, well, that's a good sign. At least they're having somebody actually look at the Biden documents and the fact that they were all over the place. And yet we haven't heard word one from that special counsel. It seems that that particular special counsel seems like maybe someone put the kibosh on him. Or he has like a piece of cotton stuck in his mouth because he sure hasn't said anything and we haven't seen any steps that he's taken. We haven't even heard that he's even interviewed anybody. So we don't even know if he's done anything. And meantime, President Trump sees guns drawn at Mar-a-Lago. He sees, obviously, the Alvin Bragg state indictment. He sees the federal indictment that took place, the arraignment just last week. We, of course are hearing now, by the way, in the last few hours that potentially Georgia is ramping up. And of course, there's the January 6th investigation. That's the other part of the Jack Smith. So you got all of this stuff. And it's no wonder that President Trump feels that he is on the defense left and right. So what are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here he is just a little bit ago with my buddy Brett Bear on Fox talking about the difference between him and good old Joe Biden. Take a listen. I will go through those boxes. I have to go through those boxes. I take out personal things. Uh, as far as the levels and all, everything was declassified because I had the right to declassify. You want to talk about a mess? Take a look at Biden. 
where he's got 1,850 boxes. He has boxes stored in Chinatown in D.C. He has boxes stored at Penn Center. And he has boxes under his Corvette and around his Corvette, sitting in a garage for years, where it was very seriously classified. I have every right to have those boxes. This is purely a Presidential Records Act. This is not a criminal thing. This is not a criminal thing. I had the right to have those documents. Now, he did say that he went through them. So a lot of people are saying, well, that's interesting because he's admitting that he actually had to go through the documents. So that may open the door to, well, when did you go through them? When did you not? Because apparently this may provide some new information on a timeline. When did you do it? But then again, he still maintains that through the Presidential Records Act, he was allowed to do it. President Biden, remember, got him when he was vice president, when he was senator. Those are decades ago. So this is a whole different ball game, And he's right to be furious that suddenly he is like being the subject of an enormous witch hunt by this special counsel, by this DOJ. And he brings up the point that this is basically the leading, this is the president of the United States going after the leading opponent. And if you look at some of the new numbers, he is leaps and bounds over Ron DeSantis. There was a new poll that just came out over the weekend, and it shows that 83% of Republicans say that President Trump should absolutely stay in the race, that he should not go anywhere, even though he was federally indicted. They say, no way. They say this is politicization. Even Democrats overwhelmingly in a lot of polls say that they believe that there's politics in this. And President Trump says he isn't going anywhere. And some of the new polls over him and Ron DeSantis show him 30, 40 points in some polls over Ron DeSantis. So do you think all of these clearly indictments coming left and right and every single investigation is just emboldening Trump? It's adding to his campaign coffers, which are now over seven million since this indictment happened and are helping him in the polls. It's really interesting to see. Here's a little bit more of what he said a little bit ago on the documents and comparing them to what President Biden did and saying Biden's, as you heard, were basically I don't know if any state in the union didn't have basically a Biden document. Here we go. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things, uh, golf shirts, clothing, pants, shoes. There were many things. I would say much, much more. Not that I know of, but not that I know of. But everything was declassified. And Biden didn't have the right to do that because he wasn't president, nor did Mike Pence, by the way, have the right to do that because he wasn't president. I'm not going to belabor this, but but I just want to get to the specific. Other presidents, when they leave, they take the papers. They have thousands and thousands. Obama had it. Nixon had it. Carter had it. The Bushes had it. These are super sensitive national security documents. I'm sure sure you'll see real super sensitive that Biden has because Biden has far more than anybody's ever kept. And he turned them over when asked. No, he but, didn't. He that's, still that's hasn't he given the 1,850 boxes that's stored at the University of Delaware. In fact, they're fighting them in court, right. and they're fighting them. And but he the opened boxes, up for them to look at it. Excuse me. The boxes from Chinatown, he didn't turn them over. He sent them up to his lawyer in Boston to look at before they handed them over. And there are special counsel is looking at that, and we'll see what comes well, out of it. But I do imagine. want to just you can end imagine with this. I don't want to dwell on it. But- 
Well, I want to dwell on it because guess what? He's actually correct. The president is correct. Right now, those 1850 at the University of Delaware, uh, they're fighting over it. And you don't hear anything with them saying, well, we're going to send guns drawn to the University of Delaware. What about to any of Biden's homes where the documents were? And again, through all of this process, they're basically trusting that President Biden discovered him when he said he did. We also know that a former Biden aide, this woman, basically said that she found them earlier than Biden even said he did. Earlier than Biden's group even told apparently DOJ. And by the way, why was the DOJ informed right before the midterm elections and the American public did not know a single thing about classified documents tied to Biden until January? Something smells awfully fishy to me. And no doubt President Trump has a right to be able to make this statement take a listen to what he said. This was a weaponization of politics. This was a weaponization of the White House. This was a horrible thing. A candidate that's leading, I'm leading Biden by a lot. They go out and they weaponize. This is a horrible thing that was done. And it is. And and I think the floodgates are open. You cannot now undo the damage that has been done. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line seven. Uh, BJ, your thoughts about Trump coming out swinging. Great. I think we're in for a show, but more often, uh, more, more importantly, he's fighting for what's right. Uh, this is lawfare at its height. They're attacking him uh, by twisting the law. They did this in New York with this crazy pay, uh, sca- uh, 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 com- uh, uh, campaign collection uh, uh, porn lawyer thing with uh, Cone. They're doing this in every state they can. And uh, here's the good news. Also, uh, before I get to that. These other guys that uh, they throw in against Trump, like Christie, uh, the the Persephone pork chop, and uh, 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 Barr. Wait, wait, wait! Would like... you call him the Persephone pork chop? Yeah, you know, a, and, and, and the that's other a new, guy. That's a new one. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking of them, boy. I tell you, I got a whole list. Oh. Uh, you know, you know, he's easy. He he's he he's the gift that keeps on giving. But uh, they got the little guy from uh, a Christmas Story, uh, uh, Attorney General Barr. You know, uh, he 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 looks just like the little guy in Christmas Story. But, I know but who he's you an, mean. Oh, BJ, yeah. you're killing me today. Go ahead. <laughs> but but then uh, you know, so they were all running away, and the reason they're running away, they they all served on, in the Trump administration. The reason they're running away is because uh, they fear that they'll have no professional life after Trump. You know, so uh, Barr was nowhere to be found after the the uh, uh, election debacle of 2020. Christie turned on him like a uh, a, a rattlesnake, uh, you know, because uh, Christie wants a job on uh, uh, ABC News, in my opinion. Uh, But, you know, this will all come to bear because uh, everyone that has gone up against Donald Trump has found themselves in a very ridiculous looking place, whether it's Robert Mueller uh, James Comey, uh, the lady from Montana, uh, uh, Cheney, uh, all of them uh, that have criticized and gone after him, but Schiff, all of them look ridiculous and have fell on very bad political fortunes. Their careers are nowhere because the American people realize you let us down this crazy, crazy uh, rabbit hole that led nowhere. And look at what we got for it. $300 million bills in litigation fees and, and nothing to show for it. 
Nothing to show for it. Not one crime was a man uh, even uh, uh, c- considered guilty of. And by so the way, by the way, I'm sure you know, BJ, tomorrow uh, Durham is going to be testifying, by the way, on Capitol Hill about the whole Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he says behind closed doors. You know, you brought up, um, what was it, the pork chop from Parsippany, I think you called him. This is interesting. Uh, in the latest poll, Real Clear Politics, despite... Everything that's happened to President Trump. Uh, Trump is now, this is real clear politics. They're sort of the average of polls. Um, he's at about 53%. DeSantis is at 20%. That's a huge difference. And then as you describe him, the pork chop from Parsippany is at 1.8%. So uh, I would say it's more like lamb chops than pork chops at this point. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we have one of my favorite segments that we do every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, our Back the Blue segment. So stay tuned for that. And also find out what President Trump had to say about China and a whole bunch more. A lot coming up here on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, we are talking about the double standards that President Trump says are blaring to anybody that he says with basically half a brain. He came out swinging in an interview that he did with Brett Baer. By the way, tomorrow night, Brett was saying that on the show, they're going to talk about the economy and a whole bunch of stuff. But tonight, he talked about the classified documents and also foreign policy. And boy, is there a big contrast between President Trump with open borders now with President Biden. They were closed under Trump Think about China. Think about Russia. There were so many things. The world was a lot more peaceful place. And boy, there's a lot to discuss on that. And we're going to be talking about that in the next few minutes here on the show. But he also was talking about what a stark contrast to the way that justice has been divvied out in America. Uh, this is a comment from President Trump basically saying that it looks like the president is going after his prime opponent. This is cut 23. Our country is sick. It's sick. 
We have people that will do anything, and it's a very sad thing, like the document hoax. They should have never been brought. We're in the middle of a political campaign, and they want to arrest the opponent who's leading the person that's, in theory, in charge of government. This stuff shouldn't happen. Yeah, and it shouldn't happen in America, at least not the double standards. And he's correct that it is, I think. There's no way to escape that it is not election interference. We're already in the throes of the election season. President Biden did his first campaign event, finally, after he said, God save the queen, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. Yes, we're in America, Mr. President. But in the middle of all that, we've got all the campaign events that are in full swing. And then we've got the debates coming up. This is clearly in the throes of the election season. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line 8. Tony, your thoughts about President Trump drawing the contrast big time. Hi, Rita. Thank you for taking my call. So I loved what we heard from BJ. And, you know, we have in this election, this this election, a cast of characters. And we also have this evil force that's hovering over every day where what's going to happen to our former President Trump, who is our candidate. And so what, what the American people are finding really hard to understand is what's going on. But it's kind of like when you were kids, you knew Certain things were wrong, and if you did them, you were going to be in trouble. And you knew when you were little, if you didn't do something wrong, you don't get in trouble. And there were rules, and your parents always stuck to them. And what we're seeing now is this comedy of the little rascals. So with respect to President Trump, he's always getting in trouble for things that former presidents never got in trouble for. What does that tell you? Yeah, well, that, that's I agree with you. I mean, to me, it's so obvious, isn't it? It's like it's like and, and if there was equal justice and and not only that, look at the way Biden, we're assuming Biden's cooperating. You know, why didn't they assume Trump was cooperating? You know, I mean, if you look at the fact where Biden had his documents, can you honestly tell me with a straight face, Tony? And I think I know your answer to this. You know, my answer to this, that having the documents literally in a garage where the door has been wide open. We've even seen like the you know president driving out in his little beloved Corvette. And there is Hunter fixing the engine right next door to what are clearly classified documents that Biden never should have had. And yet nothing's happened. Are, are you kidding me? Given all these allegations with with Hunter and he's happens. To, it's like you can't like you almost can't have a worse scenario. But that's OK. Right, Tony? Well, that's you know, if families were run like that, the kids would really be going crazy because their parents would have two different rules depending on which kid it was. But, you know, the, the Democrats really have no platform to offer America and what they're offering for a campaign is staging, pure staging. And they've got, I wanted to add to BJ's list of players in the field. I call them little rascals. There's Chubby and Joe in the little rascals who used to fight. And that's my Chris Christie and Bill Barr. <laughs> Whoa. Lots of swipes at those guys tonight. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And back the blue coming up. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. Very sad story coming out of Pennsylvania, where state police in Pennsylvania have now identified the trooper who was killed and another trooper critically wounded in separate encounters on Saturday with a gunman who attacked a state police barracks and was later shot and he killed himself after a manhunt and a fierce gun battle. Trooper Jacques Rougeau Jr., 29 years old, was killed, and Lieutenant James Wagner, 45, was critically wounded in separate encounters before Brandon Stein, 38 years old, of Thomastown, was killed, police say. Officials say that they haven't been able to identify a motive for Stein's actions. Stein drove his truck into the parking lot of the Lewiston Barracks at about 11 a.m. on Saturday and just suddenly opened fire with a large caliber rifle on a marked patrol cars that happened before they were fleeing the scene. Stein was identified shortly after the shooting and a search began for him. And they say that a number of the officers went up in a helicopter to coordinate the search. And Stein appeared to be playing a cat and mouse game with authorities calling 911 to give a location and then not being there when they arrived. He seemed to be setting our people up for a potential ambush. What a sad and tragic story. And of course, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody with the state police in Pennsylvania tonight. Again, one officer, 29-year-old trooper Jacques Rougeau Jr. lost his life. And the other one is fighting for his life tonight. Lieutenant James Wagner, 45 years old, who is critically wounded and still in emergency at the hospital there in Pennsylvania. And our thoughts are prayers with all of you in law enforcement and, of course, your families. Well, we are talking about President Trump talking about the double standards that he has been facing with the justice system. He said he can't believe that he has been charged with a special counsel who, again, got the indictment last week from the grand jury there in Miami. And meantime, he said, listen, what about the Clinton Sox case? That's when Bill Clinton recorded phone conversations and he put the audio tapes in his sock drawer in Chappaqua. What about Hillary Clinton, who bleach bit, remember, her server and wiped her server? And there were communications that they believe rogue nations were able to hack into. Certainly very dangerous situation. He also brought up Mike Pence, his former vice president, who also had documents. I remember Jimmy Carter also had documents. And then, of course, Biden, who never should have even had them because many of them dated all the way back from when he was simply the senator. He never should have even taken the documents, period. And also time when he was vice president. So this is what Trump had to say a little bit ago. He said the double standard is glaring. Take a listen. Mike Pence 
had documents that were classified. And he turned them over. No, he didn't turn them over. He got caught. His lawyers found some documents, and then he turned them over. Why did he have them? He shouldn't be saying that because he had classified documents. And immediately they said, oh, that's okay. And I suppose it's going to be okay with Biden, too, even though he has them in Chinatown, even though he has them in Delaware, and probably a hundred times more than I have. And then he further talked about what they did to him when they went to his home, guns blaring. I would like to be less combative, but I find the press is extremely dishonest. And if I'm not combative, I don't get my word across. If I'm not combative, I don't know. I, I don't think you could win. I think regardless me or somebody else, if somebody else got the nomination, these radical left maniacs would come after them at a level like you've never seen before, and they're not going to be able to withstand it. And that was him talking about the press, saying that he doesn't want to be fighting with the press as much as he is, but he said they are so dishonest and so unbalanced next to him as they are to Biden. I mean, they have given Biden such a pass. And we're going to talk about, by the way, in the next hour. I mean, it's unbelievable. Biden, here he is. He's in Connecticut doing a gun control speech. And he ends the speech saying, God save the queen. I think he didn't realize he's not in England. And here he is making these comments. And the press just kind of gives him a pass, thinks he's being funny. If you look at him, there's nothing funny about it. It's downright troubling. This is the leader of the free world. This is our commander in chief. So President Trump said, you know what? Boy, is there a double standard. And again, he talks about, boy, was there a double standard with the way they've handled the classified documents when they went to Mar-a-Lago. It was like the OK Corral. Take a listen. They raided my house. They came in and raided. We were discussing, having very good discussions with NARA, a radical left group, by the way. And all of a sudden, my house got raided. Do you know if you still have any highly sensitive government documents? No, I don't have anything, no. Okay. But what I'm concerned about, they took everything, right? I don't know what they took. They could be stuffing it. I don't know what they put in there. And we wanted to be there when they were taking. They wouldn't let anybody in the room. They've never treated a president like this. Now, I do think that's wrong. Never letting anybody in the room. He says that they have videotapes also of what happened at Mar-a-Lago. I remember them even saying that early on. But he hasn't released it for security reasons. Also, he'd have to blur out the faces of the agents. He said he doesn't want to throw the agents under the bus. Um, But he said, as you just heard, they wouldn't even let anybody observe what they were doing. And he claimed some of the boxes were sort of strewn about to look like it was reckless. He said, that's not the way I do things. I mean, you don't know. You honestly don't know. It sure seems like a big double standard. And I have friends all over the world that are going, uh, what's going on in America? It seems like this happened with Trump, but nothing happened to Biden and nothing happened to all these others. This is a civil matter when you're dealing with classified documents. I have covered classified document cases for so many years. I was based in Washington, senior correspondent. We always talked about different presidents taking different classified documents, and then there would be this negotiation. Do they want it for their library? Do they want it for themselves? What should be handed over to NARA, the National Archives? You know, what goes back? What doesn't? It never went to somebody would show up with a gun and say, hey, hand them over, especially when they were being kept there at a place where there was Secret Service. 
Forgive me, but I think it's a lot more safe there at Mar-a-Lago than next to Hunter Biden's uh, engine. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line three. Larry, your thoughts about all of this. Okay, Rita, I have I have my own theory here. It's been lingering for months. Um, this is uh, this disparity, this double standard. This is a planned double standard. This document thing could be a bigger hoax than anybody knows in the sense that I'm starting to get the inkling that a lot of these documents that they found uh, in Biden's possession may have been planted there. Um, and the reason for this is they want to overwhelm the public with, with, the, with the notion that Trump is weak, he's being overwhelmed, Biden is all-powerful, and he, in other words, Trump is a loser, basically. Um, and oh, wait, 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 is, wait, Larry, before I let you go further, yeah. I just want to make sure you made it. You said that the Biden documents were like that they were planted on Biden. How, how would that make Trump look weak? OK, this is every play that they're doing is out of a revolutionary handbook. You have to understand there are people behind the scenes. Obama, he had the uh, handbook for uh, Sololinsky. He knows exactly what he's doing. They try to convey the, the impression that uh, that January 6th was a coup, but the real coup was the rigged election. Biden is not a legitimate president. He's a rogue. He's an installed rogue, so he, he's, he has to act like a rogue. Now, the thing is, if they planted these documents on Biden in all these different places, okay, he can't be prosecuted for it. Because even if the Republicans win by any stretch of the imagination, which is with their, their planning that it's going to be very – uh, difficult thing to do, the Democrats. But if they pull it off, it'll be beyond the statute of limitations and the, and the case will be stale. You can't prosecute a stale document case. So Biden is insulated. They're doing this to, to shove it down Trump's throat and make him look stupid and ridiculous in the eyes of the public. It's a page out of the revolutionary handbook. Well, they're, they're certainly, tr- by the way, I will give you, uh, Larry, your point that they are trying awfully hard uh, to try to do anything they can to President Trump and make him look stupid and reckless uh, and everything else. Um, and, but it's interesting. I, I tend to think that Biden did have all these documents all over the place because he seems to uh, have them discovered every which way but loose. And he seems I mean, he can't even keep his speech right on the stage. You think he could keep his documents straight? I mean, that's a whole to me, it fits with the kind of pattern and it's sort of the rules for, you know, uh, for thee, but not, uh, for me. You know, I mean, it's this whole sort of, I can do what I want. Um, and it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, I mean, they're just such glaring double standards, but who knows? Uh, I wouldn't put anything past anybody these days. Uh, I've been very surprised of late, uh, with what we've been seeing in government. Let's go to Mike, line one. Mike, what do you think about all this? Oh, I think it's, you know, bizarro. It doesn't surprise me the way things are going with the, um, you know, Biden and his and his uh, donkey comrades. Uh, and it's it's really outrageous, you know, with Hunter, um, Crackhead. I, I always thought it was a little red Corvette, but I saw tapes. It's a it's a forest green Corvette uh, with, with uh, Joe Biden. And I love that, you know, Rita, because um, I, I watched it. I was going to mention it. And you did. You know, his stream of consciousness, Biden is like, oh, and by the way, God save the queen. I think he, well, he's definitely delusional. And I think he's, um, you know, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Where are you going to hide, Joe and Hunter? And why are they 
constantly giving a, you know, a deaf ear and a blind eye since they knew about these documents on the Democratic Biden, you know, his whole tribe. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, it, it's, it's such a double standard. The donkeys and the elephants, I love using that expression, and they love nothing better than to get, you know, Donald Trump, the elephant, and our country reader, you know, he loved his country, and, and, and uh, we were in good stead with him at the helm. And this, he's a jellyfish. He's got no spine, and he's uh, a devious as could be. You know, yeah, yeah. it is. The, the whole God save the queen thing is frightening. I mean, he went to the queen's funeral. So it's like like now it's like, does he not realize he's even in America? Mike, I mean, that's the thing that is so, so wild. Um, and let's see. Let's see where, you know, James Comer claims he's close to getting all these bank records. Um, he's, of course, right. head of the oversight. You got also Jim Jordan. Uh, so let's see where the, the next few weeks could get very very interesting. And, and I hate, you know, Mike, when he sits there and he looks at the camera and they're like, hey, what do you think about the bribery allegations? And he's like, ah, oh, malarkey or where's the money? Like he's almost like taunting, like, hey, let's see if you can find the money. Hint, hint. And of course, according to uh, the FBI source, it's all over. It was like in 10 different shell companies. I mean, it, it's getting really interesting. I hope that the congressional investigators are working feverishly to get the contacts in Ukraine uh, get these audio tapes if they do exist. Again, we don't know. It's just an allegation. But if they do exist, let's see what they got. And it's time to put up or shut up. That's my feeling. Let's go to Joe. Line two. Joe, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts, Joe? Rita, my love, I'll be quick, but rapid and thorough. First of all, God rest his soul, the troop of dead. God heal the one who's fighting for his life, and God thrust into hell the evil that perpetrated it. They opened fire on Sector Cause in the Bronx. The creep ran from roof to roof. Sixty people shot, one dead. By Sunday morning in Chicago, these are Joe Biden, brainless Biden's liberal Democrat left-wing policies, and it's destroying the country, Rita. Now, I said this before. I'll say it again. Donald Trump, an acolyte altar boy, also serve a Boy Scout choir boy. He is not. But Biden is a pimp. On top of it, I never thought, I never thought, Rita, that that life would imitate art. Forty-four years ago, being there, Peter Sellers was a dimwit who becomes top advisor to the president. And I'll go back 62 years, 61 years, Manchurian candidate. James uh, Gregory, the great actor, played a buffoon whose wife, a, um, Angela Lansbury, set him up to become vice president, and then, then they were going to assassinate the president so he could become president so the communist Chinese and communist Russians could control him. It's sad. It's very sad, Rita, when life imitates art. It does. And, and, and by the way, asked, and Joe, too, you know the other thing? You talked about China, too, that to me, it's like I feel like they are just laughing uh, to the bank. We're going to talk about in the next hour, Joe, by the way, about what happened in the last few hours in China, because we basically have an administration that is acquiescing and pandering to China and basically said, oh, let's not worry about that spy balloon that traversed across America. Let's not. That chapter is closed. That's what Blinken said. They never took China to task. They never took him to task about fentanyl, never took him to task about COVID. I mean, uh, I, th- you've heard me use this phrase, Joe. They do not have a set of cojones. I mean, we are just getting stepped on and walked on all over the place. And it is sad because you're right. We have a president who doesn't even know what country is. And he's talking about God save the queen. 
We're going to continue with your calls after the break. Joe, thank you. And thank you also. I know you are a great veteran and I appreciate your service, my friend. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll continue taking your calls. And it is incredible that President Joe Biden, after you heard very cognizant comments from President Trump, Joe Biden basically does a speech on gun control in Connecticut, and he finishes it. Remember, he's in America with God save the queen and walks off. Like, I'm thinking, like, I mean, are we like in a twilight zone? He doesn't even know what country he's in now. And that isn't the first gaffe. And if you thought things were bad, John Fetterman introduced him at an event over the weekend in Pennsylvania. So, boy, is that like the blind leading the blind? We're going to play the two, and you tell me who you think was more coherent. I'm not really sure. We'll have to figure that one out. Plus, also, what's really scary is that Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who has been over in China, basically opened the door to an invasion of China, uh, of Taiwan by China, essentially saying that he does not believe in an independent Taiwan. And he also essentially said that the chapter is closed on the China spy balloon. Now, they never even approached it. They never even talked to China, essentially, about the spy balloon. In other words, let's just move on because we don't want to upset China. And let's just move on about COVID that killed millions of people around the world. Let's not worry about that. We haven't gotten inspectors in there. And let's not worry about fentanyl that's killing 100,000 Americans every year that's crossing our U.S. southern border. Is there anything else that they just want to appease China with? What a sad state of affairs and weakness begets weakness. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. Meantime, what are your thoughts about President Trump, who was addressing and coming out swinging, saying there are two different standards? There's a standard for the way that he handled classified documents and having them there at Mar-a-Lago and guns blazing with the raid and the special counsel and all the leaks that we hear consistently and no leaks, no comment. And it seems no action from the special counsel looking at Joe Biden, who, again, as uh, as a Joe aptly described, I believe it was Joe who said uh, that. Yeah. Oh, no, it was Mike from South Carolina who said, yeah, the uh, green Corvette. Uh, what could go wrong with Hunter fixing the green Corvette and the documents just strewn about in the garage right there? one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Robert, line four. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. President Trump has been entrapped. He was not provided a GSA secure warehouse so that he could go through the documents where they could be delivered to after he left the White House. Unlike all the other presidents before him. You know, and by the way, Robert, I have heard that, too, that all the others had warehouses that were allocated. He did not. They said, because you have Mar-a-Lago, you've got that with Secret Service. That's secure. And then yet now they come back and criticize it. I, I absolutely agree. I think that that's another point that he can certainly bring up. Presidential Records Act, 
There's a whole bunch of it. That's a great point, and I'm glad that you brought that out. Let's go to Mike in the Lower East Side. Mike, is this just one big setup? Your thoughts, Mike, of where this is headed? Oh, well, you read it. Yeah, the, the the whole reason behind the raid was a, it was part of the setup. They if they would have went to, to to the correct channels of getting a subpoena to uh, asking for the records, they wouldn't have been able to drop anything into his records. So with the raid, no, they're taking everything and they could put things in. But if he would have handed everything over to them, then then they couldn't put nothing in because everything would have been counted. Everything would have been open. And, you know, it's just. Uh, so you think they planted. Is that what you're saying, Mike? For, for sure. For sure. Wow. And, they, and, and, and with, with Joe Biden, they, they, he's going to ride it out clean. You know, like he's got nothing in there. He, well, he's smiling like he thinks he's going to get away with it. He's like grinning ear to ear. But he can't remember what country he's in. Remember, God save the queen. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I thought I've heard it all with President Biden, and it just keeps on coming and coming and coming. The zingers. And President Trump is correct. Earlier tonight, he said he wishes he didn't have to be as combative with the press. But he said the press is just so in the tank for President Biden. And boy, is it a different. I mean, think about the way that, remember, with Acosta, Jim Acosta at CNN, it was like, Mr. President, Mr. I was like screaming and shouting anytime Trump would ask a question. Meanwhile, here it's like President Biden's in La La Land and the press writes a column saying, oh, isn't he kind of funny? His age is kind of funny. I don't think it's funny. I think it's sad. And I actually think it's getting worse and worse and worse. And here is President Trump just a little bit ago basically saying the whole world is laughing because of President Biden. They see what we see, a guy going downhill. Take a listen. The voters are tired of being laughed at all over the world. We're run by a fool. We're run by a man that doesn't have a clue. We are run by a fool, a man who doesn't have a clue. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think an honest question? That President Biden seems to be going downhill mentally and physically. And and I'm not trying to be mean, guys. I'm just trying to be honest. I met President Biden the very first time, I believe it was 1995, in Washington, D.C. I was a new cub reporter there in Washington, D.C. And this is not the guy that I met in 1995. It's not even the guy that I've met a couple times, many times through the years on Capitol Hill. I also interviewed him. For WABC Radio, I talked with him during the Democratic Convention, the night when Hillary Clinton accepted her nomination on the floor. He was spry. He was quick. He was snippy. Uh, You know, he was, you know, certainly alert, certainly sharp. That's not the guy we're seeing today. And boy, are things just getting worse and worse and worse. And case in point, here he is. He is speaking in Connecticut at a gun reform basically platform, you know, panel. And 
afterwards, he is talking, does his big speech. He's the keynote speaker. Again, the issue is gun reform. He's in Connecticut. And then he ends with this very bizarre statement that everybody's talking about. And also, when you see his face, he's like, this is the way he wraps it up. He's not trying to be funny. He's not playing off of somebody. He's not. There's no reason to make this statement. It was a downright bizarre and strange and, quite frankly, I think a sad moment. Take a listen. Here is the way he wrapped up his gun control speech in America. Take a listen. All right. God save the queen, man. God save the queen. Uh, Guess what? He went to the queen's funeral. He didn't even make it for the king's coronation because he was too tired. Remember, he went to Ireland and then he had to be reminded by the second grader because the second grader said, where have you been recently? He couldn't remember. And then a second grader replied at the White House, Mr. President, last week you were in Ireland. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then he's in America ending a speech saying, God save the queen. I'm Xi Jinping in China. Or I'm one of the mullahs in Iran. Or I'm Kim Jong-un in, you know, North Korea. And I'm going, our president's a moron. I mean, I'm going, this guy's a pushover. Whatever you want to do, do it now under this guy. Because he doesn't even know what planet he's on. He doesn't know what continent he's on. I mean, that is absolutely frightening and scary. And in the last few days, it kind of caps off a week where he said other bizarre comments. That's why I think he's going downhill fast, guys. Here is another comment that he said, take a listen to this infrastructure plan. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, he's getting in trouble. All right. If there were a railroad that would go across the Indian Ocean, uh, you would need, uh, you know, you would need billions upon billions of dollars and you would need hundreds of years. Uh, guess what? That ain't happening under Joe Biden. It's like, what? Did he just say that? And he said it with a straight face. I mean, that is the frightening thing. And I guess the only thing that's more frightening than the snafus that we've been hearing from our own commander in chief is the guy who basically in- <laughs> introduced him. You can't make this up. He's in Philly. He's there for this infrastructure meeting where they're talking about a serious topic about the bridge and some of the issues that are going on. Um, And then he's going on to a campaign event. So when you go into a certain state and he's going to be in Pennsylvania a lot. So buckle up, guys, because this is going to be the introduction. He's going to be getting a lot. So the only person who I think makes Joe Biden look good is basically the William Shakespeare of Pennsylvania, and that's John Fetterman. John Fetterman, of course, uh, Mr. Debate King. Maybe we could play that. Remember the debate highlight that he had? That was always such a, like a fine moment. Remember when he opened that debate and he was against Dr. Oz in that debate? And it was like, oh, this big, big moment. And, and remember, they kept him hidden. They had, yeah, I feel bad for him. He had a stroke. It's really, really sad. But I continue to say they never should have put that guy out there. I mean, it is just the most insane, crazy thing. And here he is. He goes up against, remember, Oz in the debate. And this is when every probably Pennsylvania voter had buyer's remorse. This is in the first five seconds of the debate. Remember this one? Hi. Good night, everybody. 
<laughs> I got to play it again. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. So that was the summation of the debate. So now back to the speech where he introduced Biden at the Pennsylvania. Basically, it was the infrastructure meeting talking about all this. Listen to Fetterman. This is his introduction of Joe Biden, making Joe Biden again look eloquent. This is really incredible. This was on Saturday. This is cut 11. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Wow. He's trying to say clearly infrastructure. I mean, this is a really sad state of affair. And again, I guess at least he knew what he was trying to say. I don't even think Biden realized he said, God save the queen. Are we really in a sad state of affairs and at a time where it's a very dangerous place in the world and people around the world are going, this guy's the leader of America? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith. Line two. Judith, your thoughts about this. This is, oh boy. I'm cracking up. Okay, hold on. Rita. Wait, do you need me? Rita. Wait, hold on one second, Judith. For for humor, let's go back to John Fetterman's opening of the debate. Here we go. Hi. Good night, everybody. Oh, Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Judith, you can't make it up. That's the guy Listen. who introduces you with the Big Bang. You know? Rita, wow. Rita, let me just Rita, let me just say, God save all of us. God save all of us. Rita, listen. When I heard him say, God save the queen, I'm thinking, is he talking about drag queen? <laughs> By the way, he might be. Maybe it's the with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, pride, it's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. So he's thinking, oh, he, he's queen. He has one night. He has like a one track mind, drag queen. Maybe you're right. <laughs> By the way, you may have solved it. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's much more intelligent than we figured out. Rita, listen to me. I want to tell you something. This man is so treasonous. I am so sick of all of them. The media, the, um, Biden. I don't know who's running his. You know, he's a puppet on a string. But he's he's. We're we're living crazy times right now, Rita. This is really dangerous. Tell me. Let me ask you a question. Why would he have his Chinese aide, Kathy Chung? He's telling her to put his documents, mind you, illegal documents, because the vice president has no business taking them to hide them in in Chinatown in D.C. and to hide them in his Chinese-sponsored university. You know, he's got the sense to do that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and also also, she testified, too, I believe, that they were found earlier than he said they were found, or at least his administration. So she made it sound like it was a lot months earlier. Like, get your timing right, right? You know, that's scary, Judith. No, Rita, they're a bunch of liars, okay? The media liars and everyone's liars. Thank God for you and thank God for ABC. But I'm telling you, we're in trouble. God save all of us. That's all I want to tell you. (laughs) You know, I can't even listen to him anymore. It's frightening. It is frightening. Judith, you are great. And and I'm glad you deciphered the God save the drag queens. Maybe that was it. Maybe maybe he had, you know, you're right. It was on his mind. You know, he was trying to remember that over and over and over again on Pride Month. 
And I was like, oh, it just kind of came out. <laughs> Let's go to Norm. Line three, Norm, did you? I love Judith's uh, interpretation. Your thoughts? Yes, yeah, my thoughts. I've been thinking about this for a while, Rita. And concerning this God save the Queen comment from Biden, I don't believe it was an accident. And I don't think it was his dementia. I think this was a test, an agreement between the Democrats and the popular media that no matter how outrageous a statement he makes, they will not report it. Other than small conservative outlets like WABC and Newsmax, it will not get out. This was a psyops demonstration of the power of the deep state. And now they are taunting us. Well, boy, you know, speaking, by the way, of taunting, uh, Norm, every time he's asked about like these bribery allegations, he smiles. And what did you make, Norm, when he said the other day, where's the money? And then he went, ha, 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 uh, malarkey. But that was almost like a, a bit of a taunt. Didn't you think, Norm? Their their confidence is very high. They can get away with anything they believe. And I'm starting to believe that maybe they can't. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, the laptop, uh, it, it seems like they can get away with anything. And so now, so, you know, they're saying, go, go out and go say anything. Go say, God save the queen. Let's see what happens. And, you know, you, if you pick up the, the uh, New York Times, they don't report about this. Well, that's the shame of it. of it all. Norm, you hit the point because that's the shame of it all. You know, that after making a ridiculous statement like that, and can you imagine if Trump had made any sort of a comment like that, they would be like, oh, Trump's got dementia. Remember when he like, you know, was walking carefully down the ramp. It was like, oh, what's wrong with Trump? There's seriously some mentally, physically ill issues. Meanwhile, President Biden does like uh, cartwheels on the stage almost the way he fell over and over. And it was like, oh, you know, he somehow was so vigorous that the way they I love the New York Times reporting of that fall. It was like, oh, he was spry the way he got up. I mean, as opposed to the fall. But you're right. It's like the media is so in the tank. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, what are you seeing? It is clear as day that he is misspeaking left and right. Um, and it's clear as day that also, as I brought up, Fetterman, too, is still not at the point where he is able to be carrying out his duties. I mean, it does a disservice to the country and it does a disservice to the state of Pennsylvania. Um, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. one 800 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I'm not sure if Biden is hot-blooded. He seems a little docile to me. I don't know if Biden is hot-blooded. That's probably the last description I do. But when I sit there and I see his reactions and his comments, I get a little hot-blooded because I get shocked that he's our commander-in-chief. And again, who could forget that he made this comment in America a few days ago, wrapping up a speech on gun control? Listen to this bizarre one again. All right. God save the queen, man. You're, people in the audience are like, what? <laughs> and then it gets weirder. Of course, he goes back to his usual cliche 
Who could forget this? This was in the same speech. This was a double header. Take a listen to this. Now, as you, some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They tell me there's a storm coming in. Is that right? Is still is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that as that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. Don't make him a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Well, and then he always has this sort of inappropriate line with women. Take a listen to this one. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. <laughs> this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. It's a little odd. He keeps doing this like, I was this, I was this. And again, with some of the like sniffing of the hair, there's all these bizarre things that are just going on. Oh, my God. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jerry, line six. Jerry, how do you read God Save the Queen and the Dog Face Pony Soldier line? I read exactly the way Judith was alluding to. I believe that is the way he meant it because he's sarcastic and it's all in his brain. When you see the flag they had in the White House flying that pride flag and all that pride stuff, it's all in his head circulating. And he's like, oh, look, everybody's attacking Queens, you know, like people like Dylan Mulvaney, if you will. Uh, And so he's like saying, "Okay, we need like God to save it. And he's looking at that thing where everyone's talking about God at Los Angeles Dodger game. And he's trying to flip it on its head and say, God save the queen. That's what I really think he meant. Yeah, maybe uh, he did. But what a bizarre place yeah. at a gun control yeah, event, Jer. I mean, stream of that, conscience, right? <laughs> that's because he's out of his mind, too. He doesn't even realize how dumb he sounds, how crazy he sounds. Uh, I have a point that's very important. There's a case coming up. Uh, and that's that student debt case, right? The yep. Supreme Court's going to decide that in the next two weeks. So here's the thing. We've got to look at how the two swing votes in any kind of Trump dismissals, we're going to see whether they're going to help Biden, because if that student debt goes through, that's a huge win for Biden. And he can promise reparations and people will believe it in the African-American community. But if he loses this case, he's going to peel off a lot of people who he promised that to. So Gorsuch. And Alito and Thomas, when it comes to dismissing Trump's cases, we got a lock on that. But we have the deep state Roberts and we have the three liberals. So we need both Comey Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh to dismiss Trump's cases. He's never going to beat all these charges. Now, we're going to see where Brett Kavanaugh and Comey Barrett go on his student loan case. If we and, and you know, but you know what's interesting, Jerry? I hear what you're saying. But I also think Biden will try to spin it like we tried to do it, and it was Trump's Supreme Court that went against you. I think Biden always knew he couldn't do it, but he just wanted to get the votes. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great veterans and also their families. A really beautiful story coming from Laguna Woods, California. 
where they honored members of the greatest generation of veterans at an American Legion post that took place just a few days ago. It was a very special night as they honored many of those survivors of World War II and also their family members. Among them, one of them by the name of Michael Brigandi, who was 18, basically just out of high school, when he was drafted into the Army in February 1944. Four months later, he found himself in England waiting for transport to Utah Beach in Normandy. Brigandi was with the 234th Engineer Combat Battalion, whose mission was to build bridges and roads to dig foxholds and anything else that needed to be done after the Allied invasion of Western Europe on D-Day, June 6, 1944. He said the first bridge that we built, we were under mortar fire by the Germans, he recalled, but they got taken care of by our artillery. Brigandi survived, he said, because his company followed the second armored division inland. He said, we didn't see anybody around anywhere. He said, the tank guys cleared the way for us and we were lucky. Well, we are lucky to have great men like him and so many others of that greatest generation and how beautiful that they were honored just a few days ago in Laguna Woods, California. We are thankful, of course, for their incredible service and also that of their families. Well, I think protecting our country is the biggest priority, of course, for any American president and also being able to understand our adversaries. That peace through strength message, I think, is so pivotal that Reagan always aspired to and always said was basically the helm of his foreign policy. And now we're seeing a very different president and a very different strategy from President Biden. And I think it is clearly not working. We're seeing what happened with Russia, basically saying Biden that if there's a minor incursion, well, maybe we won't do anything. And then, of course, Russia goes into Ukraine. Now we're also seeing with Taiwan, basically Blinken said, we don't support Taiwan independence. It was always sort of an ambiguous policy by America, basically to sort of stay gray. And guess what? That basically gives a green light to China to go in. Now that Secretary of State Blinken, who was over in China, said, we don't support Taiwan independence. That sounds like he's acquiescing to China. He also basically said the chapter is closed when it comes to the spy balloon. Why would you say that? He never took China to task. We've also never taken China to task over COVID. We've never taken China to task over fentanyl that is crossing our border, coming from China and then coming through Mexico into the United States, killing 100,000 Americans every year. What is wrong with us? Why are we being so soft? And the Chinese and other adversaries are laughing all the way. I do think it's important to have dialogue always, always with people that are seen as our economic and also military adversaries. But to look soft does not help the United States. And that's what this administration is doing time and time again. And we just heard it just recently with everything that Blinken just said during his visit over there. It's incredible to me. And what a contrast it is from President Trump, who spoke a little bit ago. And this is what he had to say about his foreign policy. And boy, it's a lot different than Biden's. Take a listen. Russia would have never invaded Ukraine. China would never be talking about even the concept of going into Taiwan. Would have never happened. 
I was getting out of Afghanistan, we would have gotten out through dignity and strength. Instead, it was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. And the other parts of the world see us as incredibly weak, and that is embarrassing. We talked about President Biden saying, God save the queen. They see his fumbles and bumbles. And then they also see these statements. Again, the minor incursion line. And this other one now, this one coming from Blinken, the Secretary of State, saying, we don't support Taiwan independence. And the chapter is closed regarding the spy balloon. It wasn't even opened by this administration. They let that spy balloon first travel thousands of miles. They knew it was coming to the U.S. mainland. They allowed it to fly. They allowed it to fly over U.S. military bases, gather intel that they were sending back to China And basically now they're getting a free pass every which way but loose. That is incredible to me, just the misgivings and the embarrassment and the like slap. They're not even doing a slap on the wrist. They're just basically turning a blind eye. I think this is downright dangerous. And listen to President Trump talking about the difference, what would have happened under him about spy balloons. Take a listen. This is what he said a little bit ago. They wouldn't have ever had a spy balloon if I was president. There wouldn't be a spy balloon over our country. That spy balloon was going right over our nuclear sites, taking pictures. And we killed it after it had already, it was leaving. It was going back home to China, wherever it was going. But we shot it down over the ocean after it had done all of its work. You know, they don't keep it on the balloon and then you pick it up. That stuff is sent back to China instantaneously as it's taken. So a statement like that is so stupid. They've taken pictures of every one of our nuclear facilities in the Midwest, where we have a lot, where they know better than anybody that we have a lot. And you're saying that wouldn't happen under you? They wouldn't have ever done it, no. They wouldn't have ever done it, no. And what a contrast that is from the clarity of President Trump, especially on foreign policy. Boy, is America, I think, looking at that going, we need strong leadership again. And we are certainly not seeing it. It is like night and day compared to President Trump and what we're seeing with Biden. Here is President Biden making excuses for the Chinese. This is embarrassing, downright embarrassing and downright dangerous. Here he is over the weekend and he's asked about the spy balloon and everything else. Are you going to take him basically to task with Blinken over there in China today? And he's like making excuses every which way. This is pathetic. Can uh, Secretary Blinken ease tensions with China on this trip, do you think? Sure. Well, look, um, China has some legitimate difficulties unrelated to the unrelated to the United States, and uh, I think one of the things that, that balloon caused was not so much that it got shot down, but I don't think the leadership knew where it was and knew what was in it and knew what was going on. Was, I think it was more embarrassing than it was intentional, and so. Uh, I'm hoping that over the next uh, several months, uh, I'll be meeting with Xi again and uh, talking about legitimate differences we have, but also how those areas we can get along. Does that sound like a president who is tough on one of our biggest adversaries who has said that they want to overtake America to be the biggest superpower in the world? No, we look like a wimp. 
He's saying, God save the queen. And then he's saying, well, the spy balloon was just more embarrassing that somehow uh, the spy balloon just somehow accidentally got thousands of miles off its course and just happened to hover over all these U.S. military installations, gathering intelligence, sending it back to China. But it was just an embarrassment and a mistake by China. No, it's a mistake by our regime, our presidency, that doesn't have the guts to take task to China that doesn't say, what the heck are you doing with a spy balloon over our country? And then how stupid are we that we allow that spy balloon to go across the country and that it gets shot down in the ocean? Remember, after it goes all the way over all our different military bases, our sensitive sites, including the sites with the B-52 bombers and all this other stuff, sends all the intel back and then we shoot it down off of Surfside Beach in South Carolina. We're the morons. We're the ones who look stupid. It's an embarrassment for us. Nothing embarrassing for China. They were already all over the place and they laughed. And the fact that nothing ever happened and that no repercussions happened to China afterwards, that's what's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to China. What's embarrassing is the fact that you don't even have the guts to take them to task. This is so scary. And take a listen. This is Gordon Chang, who was talking with me and John Katsimatidis earlier on Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, Gordon says this is really just pathetic. Take a listen. We have the president of the United States, as we heard on Saturday, repeating Communist Party talking points to the United States. He was trying to sugarcoat what Beijing did with that large object that flew over our country in January and February, um, which, by the way, was surveilling nuclear weapons sites, preparing uh, a strike on the U.S. with the world's most destructive weapons. And Biden was saying, well, you know, I think it was a mistake. You know, it was an embarrassment. The Chinese leadership didn't want this to happen. I mean, this is this is just indescribable. It is indescribable and it is downright embarrassing. And don't you think that thugs, bullies need to see strength or they will continue to do it over and over again? And all I'm hearing is excuses from our administration. I just brought up a couple of the things that we have not taken China to task at. We just seem to look like 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 Cub Scouts. You know, and they're the scoutmasters. That's an embarrassing situation to be in. We are the leaders of the free world, and we are supposed to be the beacon, and we're supposed to be the ones that people look to for strength and guidance, and we look soft. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sean on line two. Sean, your thoughts about this? Love you. First of all, Tell Castamitidis that there is no such thing as common sense Democrats. He's talking about Democrats in 1950. They don't exist anymore. Two, back to, well, first of all, I also want to bring up about Pennsylvania, since it's been talking about with Fetterman and this uh, highway to shut down. Pennsylvania is a microcosm of the United States, because the United States is going to look like Pennsylvania in a few more years. Pennsylvania has been sinking since 1975. Every city. Philly. And what, Scranton, and what hang on, Alabama, Sean, what do you blame Pittsburgh, that on? What do you blame it on? Pittsburgh. Well, so I'm going to get, get to that. They're all uninvestable. Uninvestable. You could ask uh, the great O'Leary. He said it, and he employs uh, thousands of people. He said New York, PA, Jersey, Massachusetts, all uninvestable because they're sinking. Number, number three. First, and then uh, my third point is it's been going on since 
75. The businesses left. They're, they're ghost towns. Allentown's a ghost town. Scranton is a ghost town. No one's investing in Philadelphia. No one's investing in New York because Democrat policies are a failure for businesses, number one, to employ people, to get them back to work. They're a failure. And, and also, the Biden is not the president. Clinton and Obama are running it. That's what's really going on. And also about Pennsylvania, no one voted for that Fetterman. He was put in there. OK. And also back to when they had the count, then they shot down. They pulled everybody out of the election election count in Pennsylvania and they shut the cameras off. If you remember, you can go back and look. I, and why I, is and, it? And, and Sean, hang on. Uh, you're, you're hitting on a lot of points there. But on the Fetterman point. Remember, there were like a hundred thousands of votes before. They're like, oh, he's doing great. He's doing well. Nothing to see there. And then he goes to the debate and he does the hello, good night uh, routine. It is, it is troubling. And, and you know, your point though about the degradation of what's happening in Pennsylvania. You're right. It is sad. You see it in New York. Uh, you see it in so many of the major cities across this country. I mean, you see it in St. Louis. You see it in LA. You see Chicago. You see, uh, boy, you see in Memphis, I mean, a lot of the infrastructure, it's crumbling. A- and yet the one thing we didn't even talk about tonight, and this is a whole other thing that's changed under Biden. Think about the billions of dollars that we are paying for the illegal migrants that are coming into so many of these cities. Somehow they open up the pocketbooks. They're saying in New York alone, it's going to be four point three billion dollars is what we will spend uh, in the next year or so on illegal migrants with housing, food, all this other stuff. Uh, and yet, uh, basic, like you just said, the infrastructure is a disaster in Pennsylvania and many programs are a disaster. And it's just, it is unconscionable. Some of the things that have happened and the priorities that we have seen. And yet, uh, I don't understand why people continue to often vote for people who don't seem to have the priorities right. And I bring up a perfect example, Sean, of in Chicago. Over the weekend in Chicago, 60 people were shot over the weekend. Father's Day weekend in Chicago. What a Father's Day, right? 60 people shot. That is a stunning number. And as that was happening, you know, you've got the head, the new mayor there in Chicago comes out and he's like, uh, we hope that people get along or so. I mean, are you kidding me? That's your answer. And this guy was to the left of the left of Lori Lightfoot and they voted him in. I mean, people have to realize that elections have consequences. And this if this doesn't show why you got to get out and vote. I don't know what is, guys. Get out and vote and vote for people that you feel have priorities and care about this country, protecting the country and also increasing the country and helping your families. That is first and foremost. Sean, I feel your passion. I love it. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Blunders keep coming from good old Joe Biden. Everyone still trying to interpret what did he mean when he ended his speech recently in America, guys, with this. Take a listen. All right. God save the queen, man. Mm -hmm. 
You know, they're like, oh, cue the music, try to cover it, do anything you can. That is an amazing comment. And God save America, by the way, when we're hearing everything that's been going on, even in the last few hours coming out of these conversation with Tony Blinken, who sounds like a big old apologist for China, meeting with the leader of China and basically not bringing up COVID, not bringing up fentanyl, making excuses for the spy balloon, basically saying that they do not support Taiwan independence. Uh, in other words, giving basically a green light to China to go into Taiwan, very similar to the minor incursion. Really pray for this country because this is scary times and we have very soft leadership that are dealing with some really bad actors. And what a contrast it is to President Trump for all his foibles. Somehow a lot of people are saying, you know, maybe I'll take some nasty tweets as long as we can keep our country and our world safe. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Donald. Line four. Donald, uh, how do you interpret God Save the Queen? Well, anyway, so look, I, I think, you know, if you look at the big picture, you I think it's a bit more ominous than than, than the kind of uh, the jocular humor that's been thrown around about this. You you see, if you kind of can, I see this as kind of connecting the dots between if you if you scroll back to when Trudeau was sworn in as um, PM or whatever he is in Canada and, and he gave this seeming like unending, obsequious, pledging life and uh, life and limb loyalty to the crown. And it's it, it, a, it just immediately juxtaposed this, uh, you know, with Biden's comment when I first heard it. And, 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 and it seems like that, you know, this is, um, it seems to kind of connect link by link where this country has kind of entered into a relationship with, the, the global empire, if you will. That's and, and, it. By and the so, way, Donald, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. I didn't read it. Maybe that's what he's thinking. I mean, maybe maybe there's some uh, crazy genius behind there. I don't see it, but maybe there is some crazy kookamonga genius in there. Let's go to Tim. Line eight. Tim, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Great show. Um, I love your show, but a little bone to pick with you. Um, when it comes to Trump and Biden, it's a lot of whataboutism that I hear from you. What about Biden? What about Hunter? What about Pence? Because that's the I truth. Think I, I think it's I think it's time that you just come clean. You're in the tank for Trump. Like you're actually, in the tank. you know what, Tim? <laughs> I'm are, I'm in the tank for truth. And and obviously, nah, if you wait a minute, Tim, Trump. you can't tell me that if you think that Biden uh, having documents strewn all over the place, that that's appropriate. You think that that's OK, Tim? I don't I don't I wouldn't like it if anybody had it strewn all over the place. But there seems to be a pass with Biden. It can be near Hunter and the Corvette, but it can't be in Trump. I mean, you you, you got to be fair to everybody. You got to treat everybody equally. Your thoughts. You seem to think that that's OK. Biden to be fully investigated. There's a lot of f- funny business going on with Biden, with that whole family, with Hunter and all that money he got. There's a lot. Yeah, do you know, do you know Tim? Do you know Tim? On, but, yeah, but, Tim, you know how long they've been investigating Trump. Tim, you don't want to talk about Biden because you know how long they've been investigating good old Hunter. They've been investigating him five, six years. You and I are going to be in a wheelchair playing bingo by the time they finally figure out one thing on Hunter, despite the tens of millions of dollars 
I call that hogwash. God save the queen and God save America. Wow. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.